Welcome to another edition of the Great Musical Adventure. It is currently 10.45 p.m. on Saturday, February 20th, 2021, in the Twin Cities area of Minnesota. It's currently 19 degrees. It's been warmer today and yesterday than it has been in the past week. Polar vortex and all that. And it's expected to maintain that sort of warmth at least for the next week or so. Moving up into 40 degrees on Monday. Supposedly. That would be pretty nice if that was to be the case. But until then, 19 degrees isn't so bad few albums I wanted to talk about today. The first one is Don Cherry's 1969 album Eternal Rhythm. Now Don Cherry is known as a cornet player, it's a flute player, he plays both on this album. It's pretty clearly a free jazz album with a lot of discordant parts in its composition. It's just one track split into two parts. There are um, there are some track titles, if I could say, between those two parts, but it's presented as just kind of one long whole of an album so I don't really pay much attention to like specific tracks when they start and when they end. It's pretty fluid all the way through. There is a bit of gamelan influence on this one too with the bells and sort of percussive instruments that the only other spiritual album, I guess I can name a couple of spiritual jazz players that kind of operate with those sorts of similar percussive instruments. I can think of Alice Coltrane, Journey to Sachitananda, that album um, utilizes a lot of bells and other very shimmering percussive instruments. And I can also think of Karma by Pharaoh Sanders. Admittedly, I would not consider myself one of the deepest jazz enthusiasts out there, but Don Cherry's releases are always of a special quality, and Eternal Rhythm is no exception. Definitely one of the premier free jazz releases that's also quite sophisticated in its instrumentation and its composition. So if you're interested in free jazz as a genre, definitely would recommend taking a look into this one, Don Cherry's Eternal Rhythm. Also wanted to talk about J-pop jazz pianist Hakushi Hasegawa and I actually had the English translation, here we go the album is called Bones of Dreams Attacked now that is an English translation from the Japanese title which I'm not even going to bother attempting to pronounce at this point but Hakushi Hasegawa is someone that I think operates in what I call meaty jazz, 
where the instrumentation is very clearly clean, meaty instruments. I never get the impression that it's a particularly live acoustic feel with a lot of his compositions, but you know, just how varied and detailed they are and how rooted in electronic elements and fusion elements a lot of his stuff is it's quite amazing i think of the album air nini which was my first introduction from 2019 and that one just has these wild elements extremely energetic for a jazz album and very precise too again owing to that sort of meaty interface nature I guess very synthetic I do see pictures of Hakushi Hasegawa with uh, an M audio keyboard interface which I think only adds to my suspicions and my assumptions that a lot of this is just meaty instrumentation but Bones of Dreams Attacks is from last year and it didn't get nearly as much play as Air Nini did, but I think that's because this one is mainly just Okushi Asagawa on an electric piano and very minimal instrumentation outside of that piano. I think he does it very well and it's quite illustrious, despite the fact that it's not utilizing this sort of bombastic instrumentation that Ernie was. And from what I gather, it's also a covers album. I guess I don't really know any of the uh, songs on it, so I can't really describe whether they're better or worse than their originals. It probably adds to why this album sort of got buried in my 2020 releases calendar and why I'm just getting into it now, but man, some of this stuff is just gorgeous. I think of uh, the back half in particular, where he gets a little more muted, a little more dreamy. It's just really gorgeous stuff. Sea Change, uh, track six. A really standout track in particular. Um, also a single for this release as well. I think if you're looking to get into Hashikusi Hasegawa's and you want uh, a good idea of his music, I don't think I would pick this one to start. I would probably pick Air Nini from 2019, but Bones of Dreams Attack is another really great effort from this jazz pianist and I'm very interested to see where he goes next. He's just a fascinating artist, and I think he's really on the cutting edge of new sounds in the overall greater music landscape of not only this year, but within the past few years as well. And I had another album to talk about, but I have to, of course, hit the back page on my notes. But now that I've gotten it back up, now I can talk a little bit more about the albums that I want to talk about. 
I did want to talk about Uroy, the late great Jamaican artist Uroy. I took a listen to his album Dread in a Babylon from 1975. It's just a really solid DJ album out of Jamaica. A lot of I actually could recognize one of the samples uh, from Chalice in the Palace, which is a dub over Queen Majesty by The Techniques, which is a track that I was familiar with beforehand, a very classic rocksteady tune, and I think that Uroy does it a good bit of justice. He's pretty coherent on the mic. And just very relaxing, I guess. <laughs> um, I suppose you could say that out of a lot of reggae, but I don't think this is necessarily swimming in its own sort of weed-influenced psychedelia. And it's funny because on the original cover, <laughs> Roy's assumingly smoking a pretty pretty big pipe. I can't tell. It's a really fascinating cover. He's sitting outside on a lawn chair. There's a car behind him. It's a really goofy cover, but he's clearly smoking something and it's creating a lot of smoke, but that would probably give the impression that this is a particularly hazy album to come out of Jamaican reggae, and I don't think it is. It's just really solidly crafted DJ album with a lot of great samples and a lot of charisma from Uroy. I think he works as a very good MC on this particular album, so rest in peace, Dread in a Babylon, solid album. The last one I wanted to talk about is one from 1987. It's by the UK duo The Pet Shop Boys with their second album, Actually. A tried and true synth pop album, but one that's very much rooted in pop as opposed to synths or being complicated technically. I never took the Pet Shop Boys for being particularly complicated on that front. They were always first and foremost a smart and sleek pop duo. And their second album is no different. They're working with Dusty Springfield on the second track, What Have I Done to Deserve This? That's a bona fide grocery store classic. And I hear that one in the in the aisles of Target or wherever I am. It's a great sing-along tune. Another massive song in It's a Sin on the B-side. I can't forget Rent either. That one's a little more in the sophistopop vein. I suppose it's a little more laid back and a little more mellow than some of the tracks surrounding it. But this is an album that's clearly made for the pop bangers, I suppose. And I don't think this album is a particularly consistent one. I do think the hits overshadow the rest of the album a little bit, um, save for the closer, King's Cross, which is a pretty aesthetically driven 
track with a lot of ambiance to it. But overall, I mean, you know, those hits are golden. You know, Pet Shop Boys, when they are on the mark, they are really on the mark. So I would say this isn't my favorite Pet Shop Boys album, but actually is another solid offering from this duo. And they've been consistently remarkable over their entire career. And yeah, their discography in general is a really great dive if you're interested in synth pop and specifically some of the more bombastic synth pop of the period. Although I will say that 1990s behavior with its moves into more mellow and I guess mature synth pop, though I don't really see mature and necessarily positively as an overall term, but a lot of people would describe it as more mature, sophistopop, synthpop type deal. But, you know, just gems all across their discography, and actually, as an album, is no exception. So that is all the albums I'm going to talk about. Thank you for tuning in, listening in, and until next time, this has been the great musical adventure.